0: Hello and welcome to Musicale Pathways, the podcast which focuses on the different pathways musicians take in order to reach their musical goals. Today we're going to be talking to another teacher over at Musicale so that you can get to know us a little bit better. And on today's podcast we have someone who can blow most vocalists away with just their voice (laughs) and a master of the operatic arts, ukulele and recorder queen and an absolutely amazing (laughs) vocal teacher, as well as being a Vocal Lead at the Cornwall Music Service Trust. She has also managed to find a little bit of time to create some lessons for us <laughs> over here at Musicale. And we have the always awesome Cheryl Brendish. How's it going Cheryl? Hello! Nice. <laughs> so, as I said at the top, we kind of look at the ways in which you became a musician, how you developed your skills, how you learnt and how now you teach others. And I guess it all starts all the way back at the beginning. And what role did music play when you were young?
1: Well, if um, you could speak to my parents, which sadly you can't at the moment, um, <laughs> they always said that I actually, when I was born, I was born singing. And I was really lucky when I was about 17. I met the guy who delivered me and I said, my parents have always told me, when I was born, I was born singing. Is it true? And he said, it absolutely is true. <laughs> he said, we were like, what is this baby doing? And and you were singing.
0: Instead and, of crying, uh, it was a, a pitched movement. Instead of crying, movement. I
1: was a pitched movement going on. And I never changed. As a baby, I must have been, and, well, you know, and as it stayed all my life. Really annoying because I just <laughs> sang constantly oh. and sang and sang and sang. And when I was about five or six years old, I asked mum if I could have a pony and we would keep it in the shed at the bottom of the garden. That didn't materialise, which was no. probably a good thing, because about six months after that, I um, decided that, no, what I really wanted was singing lessons.
0: Right, right And okay. my
1: mum spoke to the music teacher at school, and uh, she was like, well, yeah, yeah, you really should get <laughs> some proper music lessons for Cheryl, because... When she came in on her first day at school, we gave them all a recorder and we had put notes up, C, D, E, F, G, A, B, on the board. And before we'd actually taught them where to put the fingers, Cheryl had picked it up, worked it out herself and already Blown a
0: scale. <laughs> so, well, maybe you came I out really of the womb already on. singing it. <laughs> you already you came out I'm singing so a perfect that. C major. Maybe that's what it was. Perfect and, C major scale. Yeah, and I amazing. never
1: stopped, and I never stopped, and my but, parents got me singing lessons, and whoa, that was the start of an amazing phase in my life. Yeah. Absolutely
0: amazing. And, and what? That, how old were you then? Were you still quite early in primary or?
1: Oh yeah! When I first had singing lessons, I was seven years old. Yeah, and um, I was entering the because I come from a place to the north of Cornwall called Mansfield near Nottingham,
2: and I was
1: entering the slightly (laughs) the Mansfield Music uh, uh, Festival, and I went. I think I, I think when I first went in for that, I was six years old, and I'd broken my arm. Because yeah. I'm really accident prone, yeah. So I've broken this three times, I've broken this twice, I've broken all <laughs> kinds of things. And um, I was horses, always dead no, of no,
0: horses is a good idea, then like, oh, horse, horses, horses would have been a disaster,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you know, I like throwing myself out of aeroplanes and you know, <laughs> mountain biking and doing anything like that. So, um, uh, yeah, so I. Started really young, and then I was so lucky that actually the singing teacher that I had then said, "I, I, you need to actually take her to somebody uh, that's that's really um, amazing." And my mum researched it. Of course, there was no internet or anything in those yeah, days, yeah. so mum r- went to the library and researched through books and magazines and asked about. And we were really lucky that there was this lady called Pamela Cook. And Pamela Cook was known to be one of the best singing teachers in the world. Oh, right. And she had her own private choir called Cantarmas. And they were based in Mansfield.
0: That is so lucky, isn't so, it? Um, <laughs> the face So,
1: I mean, I was really lucky. And my mum didn't tell me she'd organised an audition for me and she picked me up from school one day and said, right, we're not going home. I'm just going to take you to a lady and I just want you to sing for her. Okay?
0: That's probably a nice way of doing it. That takes the pressure off a bit, (laughs) doesn't it? That that makes it less like, you know, this is a high-stakes, high-pressure situation. We're just going to sing. And that is all it is. Like, that is all any music playing really is, we're just going to play a song, if you take that pressure off.
1: Exactly, and I say that to, yeah, to all my students, you know, whether they're doing exams or a performance, I'm like, it's just singing to somebody, or maybe a two or three or four or five, but you know, everybody wants you to do well, everybody yeah, yeah. wants to hear somebody sing well yeah. and brilliantly, and they're already 50% on your side.
0: Yeah, and I think that goes so, for the same for most instruments. You know, no one's turning up yeah. to see a, a car wreck. You know, no one's turning up no. to see a disaster. They're all kind of there just to go, we want to hear you. So there, yeah. there's, there's no pressure there, none at all. It's, you only make no. your own pressure, don't you? <laughs> which is Oh, it's, sad it's, it's your own
1: expectations of yourself. And actually, I'm the worst because I am an absolute perfectionist, which right. I do realise can make me a nightmare. Uh, but it does mean that for all my performances i will just keep working and working and working and working and i still have singing lessons myself oh really um and lots of people are when they find that out and i'm like but of course it's a voice it's housed within a body and a body will always try and find an easier way of doing something so you need somebody externally going don't be lazy or yeah. do this, or and, have you thought about this? And I have a vocal coach as well, so yeah. and
0: there's I lots of the, things singers I think, have. <laughs> I think the other things, it's it's nice to have just another set of eyes sometimes mm. and another set of ears just to look and listen to you and go, oh, I've noticed when you do that, you do this. Yes. And you go, oh. Yes. Oh, you know what? That kind of explains why that (laughs) happens over here you know like it's that kind of thing that you can never like a lot with guitar i tell a lot of people to play in front of a mirror you know play in front of a mirror and you can kind you might pick it up but you're still focusing on the guitar too much really to pick everything up so just having another set of eyes there just really makes a massive difference and the same for like non non easy pitch instruments i.e voices and violins you need a really set of good ears to tell if your pitching is is bang on and um yeah yeah, i I mean all singers have
1: to practice in front of mirrors yeah and ideally you have two so you have one Um, That you can just see your face and then you have a full length one as well. So you can see that you're breathing and that your stance is correct. And then for singers, it's what you're doing, obviously, with your mouth and your mask and your articulators to make sure that everything's working correctly. So, you know, I have a whole set of mirrors in here. You can't see at the moment, but they're all in here Um, (laughs) so that when my students, when we're allowed to have them come in here, um, and I have a great big screen that they stand behind now, but we've got the mirrors up so they can yeah. see themselves. And I have them in my music room when I'm practicing.
0: Yeah. I know Cheryl would have a field day watching me sing. It it would be, it would just be a train wreck.
1: (laughs) Or you wait to the music service, Christmas do.
0: I'm
1: going to have a little video. Yeah, I was going to say, just
0: like watching in, like, uh, yeah, none of that is right. (laughs)
1: Yeah, Gary,
0: let's have a chat. I've had exactly two vocal lessons and that is about as far as it's gone. I'm sure...
1: You're great because of what you do. I am uh. sure you don't need me at
0: all. <laughs> That's very kind. I do not believe it one bit, but it's very kind. <laughs> so were We can you, chat later. <laughs> were, you, were you quite relaxed when you went and did that audition then? Because, you know, your mum didn't tell you anything. And and then I take it you got into that choir or that ensemble. I did.
1: I did. I was relaxed. I had heard about cantamus. You couldn't live basically, um, mm. in Mansfield or Nottinghamshire, I not know of Cantarmus. Yeah, yeah. Because they'd already been going for um, about eight years, actually, and they'd already won very, very big prestigious competitions right, across right. Europe. Um, and so when Mum said, I was like, oh, oh well, <laughs> yes, I'll just trot in here because obviously I deserve to be
2: here. <laughs> easy. And, easy. I, and
1: I sang... Yes, and what they had, actually, was she said because I was so young that she wouldn't take me into the choir immediately. She wanted me to be a little bit older. I think I was... When I went to Pam Cook, I think I was about 10. And she wanted me to be a little bit older uh, going into the choir. Um, And so I was going to go and have lessons with her assistant, Anne Irons, who was also, and is, an incredible singing teacher. Um, And I think I had two weeks worth of lessons and then Pam Cook rang my mum and said actually I want right. to take Cheryl into the choir so I went straight into the choir I mean they now have a training choir they have a junior choir That's amazing, but you know it? it's about 190 years ago so we didn't have all of that <laughs> and I joined um, and I was you know there were these amazing, amazing singers. So they were all eighteen and about to go off to conservatoires. Yeah. Um, two of them have won the Kathleen Ferrier Award. Lots of them are on all the big in the big opera houses around the world. I mean, it's very odd to go to any big opera house and not find a cantarmas girl. <laughs>
0: oh, that's good. That's it's good. Almost that's amazing. Impossible. Yeah. But you know that harks back to that, like being the um, being the worst player in the room. You know, you can learn the most stuff being the worst player in the room. And, yeah, you know, if, if you're just for sure. surround surrounded by those people of that sort of level, you know, it's going to bring mm. your your singing on massively. Mm. I would imagine. Oh, I
1: mean, it was it was incredible, and I stayed in the choir until I was eighteen. Because at eighteen, you have to because a lot of the competitions, the big choral international competition, We went to Montreal. I think I've got the. I have. I've got it here. Um, I think I was. Oh my goodness. Well, it was 1978. I'm not going to tell you how old I
2: was, <laughs> but
1: I wasn't very old. But um, we won. We won the pre and the pre-jury, and we were all given a, um, a, a copy of the winning. And it was, it was absolutely incredible. We beat these phenomenal choirs. One of them was from Poland, uh, a male voice choir from Poland. Oh. Absolutely incredible. And they then invited us to go over to this fantastic competition in poland um and you couldn't enter this competition unless you had won another international competition right. and were then invited Right. Um, so we did we 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 raised funds by singing in mansfield carnival
0: <laughs> 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 of course you got you in long bit...
1: flowery dresses
0: you've got to do that stuff
1: and we did sponsored sings 24 hour sponsored sings
0: yeah yeah, yeah, but I like it's the same, you know. Even like I remember one of my first bands. We wanted to go and tour. To tour, you need money, and to get money, quickest way to get money as a band: play every gig that people offer you and dump <laughs> it, all in, and you play some horrific yes. gigs. But you know, it, it that funding allows you to do the thing that you've got your eyes set on. So it I, does, and I it was an incredible marveled.
1: experience. It's, yeah, it's, um, I was really lucky.
0: Is coral stuff really big in Poland?
1: It is. And okay. um, we ended up um with pictures of us on billboards. And they had and they, <laughs> and they had um taken pictures of the whole pie and then sectioned us off. And it was, I remember walking around a corner and um and and come around this corner. I mean, massive proper billboard, and there was me and my <laughs> two friends <laughs> either side of me. <laughs> you know, I was like, <laughs> oh my! in our flowery dresses with puff sleeves yeah yeah
0: (coughs) Uh, so they got the right the right picture the one the exact picture you wanted plastered all over a wall oh
1: and you know it's out there I know where it is it's Uh, hidden Um, because Cantomas have a website and you can go and see past members and faces of the choir and and nobody ever finds me actually
0: (laughs) there's a pseudonym there (laughs) somewhere (laughs) Uh, i think if good. you know
1: me really well actually some of my other singer friends have gone that's
0: you like, uh, oh, yes, yes. <laughs> oh no <laughs> do you, um did you did you do singing like did you do gcse music and and go through school and take I a did. musical path as well
1: i and did i did gcs music i did uh well they were o-levels when i was yeah, in yeah. school so i did o-level music i did a level music Um, I did all my ABRSM grades, and the one thing about being in Cantamas is you also had to learn to play the piano. It's one of the um, stipulations. So I had to, uh, my poor parents, my mum ended up taking a second job to pay for my lessons, and then um, I was asked to audition for the West Knotts County Music School, which you went to on a Saturday morning.
2: Right. And
1: when you got into that, your first and your second instruments were paid by the county.
2: Uh, Um so they paid
1: for my lessons and then um you you go to to there. So uh, Saturday mornings I had a singing lesson at eight o'clock till ten o'clock, and then my dad would then rush me to the West Knotts County. Uh, over in Nottingham and I'd be there till one o'clock and then he'd rush me back. So I uh when I was a bit older, I had a Saturday job as well. <laughs>
0: and
1: he'd have to get me to that. My poor dad. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna
0: say it sounds like um, more like a taxi than anything else.
1: <laughs> it was. It yeah. was. And my mum couldn't do it because my mum was at work at her second job to pay for all these other music lessons that I was having as well because I played it's a great, other instruments. It's a
0: great thing to do piano though. Like I, I think I, wi- I wish yeah. I'd done some piano lessons when I was younger. And like my piano playing is a bit ropey. It gets me by, but it's a bit ropey. And I think it's that instrument that just allows you to do so much, and especially, I imagine, for singing, to accompany yourself mm, and, and to is. help with your pitching. It's probably the perfect instrument for, for doing is. that kind of stuff. But, you
1: know, when you're learning songs, learning whole roles, whether it's in musical theatre or in opera or whatever it is, um, to be able to teach yourself uh, the song, the melody of the song, but then to actually accompany yourself so you know actually, certainly in opera, when you're coming out and you're thinking, Oof, that that's I've got to find this note from the ether because yeah, the orchestra yeah. is not playing, playing any yet. of my note. So yeah. you have to play it so that you can just pitch and you just keep doing it and doing it and doing it so that you train your ear and your brain and your vocal cords now when you hear this, you sing this note.
0: Yeah, and Um, it's massively useful for harmony, isn't it? Massively useful for harmony. It is,
1: teaching harmony. (laughs)
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: It is. It's great. I mean, it's a great skill. I mean, I I whipped through my grades. So I did every, uh, so I did them spring, summer and Christmas and I did two every time. So I did grades one and two, three and four, five and six and seven and eight. So I actually went through all my grades in 18 months.
0: Yeah, that's that's pretty good going.
1: That was more to do with the fact that I, he really didn't like that <laughs> she used to have a ruler
0: oh no <laughs> it was like oh yeah that's that but kind but we
1: didn't hit when you did the wrong fingers she didn't hit the flat
0: part oh what no Like karate chop
1: I mean I, unbelievable if you did that now oh my lord but yeah, yeah and I will come out and my, <laughs> my fingers were so there was only once can... that my dad said what's wrong with your fingers Cheryl I
0: to hit
1: me oh my goodness my dad
0: reversed that car so fast whoa she never
1: hit me again
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's good that is good so i was like i'm getting
1: through these grades (laughs) yeah
0: such a weird practice isn't it that like i and it it, is
1: that's
0: incredible and someone told me that the classical guitar teachers used to super glue your finger to the back of the guitar to keep it in place or <gasps> or wrap it like with tape tape it onto the back of the guitar so that you couldn't move your thumb so that you had to stay in position but can you imagine you being super glued to a guitar <laughs> like, wow. this is my position it's just bob. It's, it's pretty insane, isn't it? But then there, there's okay. definitely, in oh. history, there's probably a thousand worse things that musicians have done to oh, get good at their instruments. So, I mean, in the in the grand scheme of things, it's probably absolutely fine. <laughs> did you go to a conservatoire or something then after? I
1: did. I went to Trinity College of Music. Nice. I did before it moved uh, oh, really? and joined Laban. I was at the original one. Um, where was in that? the centre of London, right next door to Selfridges, <laughs> cool. That's where all the grants went. Let me tell you. Yeah. Um So I had to get a second job and be a waitress as well.
2: <laughs>
1: uh, as um, so yes, I went to Trinity, um, and then um,
0: did you have a good at experience? The end of
1: that, I actually no. <laughs> no.
0: But but I, have I, I say, think it's I it think it's fair to be wasn't
1: honest. A great experience. Yeah, I didn't. My singing teachers were amazing. Yeah. I was incredibly lucky. I had James Gadan and then I switched and I went to Elizabeth Hawes, who was head of vocal studies there
2: Yeah, and
1: had a wonder. They were wonderful.
2: Right. And
1: some of my other teachers were fantastic. The problem was uh, with the uh, deputy head of the place. And, and he was quite I think he was actually slightly insane. Right, um, <laughs> he would. He would. Do, he would have some musicians. very strange practices.
0: Not unknown yeah, for musicians. He wasn't good. No, but it's, it it's was, he was. He they,
1: wasn't very nice.
0: I, I think a lot of that schooling has progressed quite massively yeah.
2: mm. oh, uh, oh, either, over quite a short now. time. Yeah, mm-hmm. a,
0: especially for my side of things, like the less classical things. Yeah. I mean, I know yeah. I've talked to people, and they were like, those courses didn't even exist. And we're talking like five years, ten years before I didn't they're like they didn't even exist. So like it just shows how massively that's moved on. And I know that the classical yeah. side has done equally massive shifts to kind of Huge. keep up with the times. So yeah, and it I has think it's to. Good. It
1: has to evolve. Yeah. It has to evolve to keep breathing new life. And it's fantastic. Nothing can ever stand still, and it shouldn't stand still. No. Um, I was really lucky at the end of it. I then went to a singing teacher called Yvonne Minton, and she was based up at the Royal Academy. Um. And I did lessons with her, and then I flew these shores. Where did you go? I went off to Australia.
0: Oh, nice. Dan under. That's a bad Australian accent. I did,
1: accent. <laughs> and I, that was a really bad Australian yeah, yeah. accent. And my... <laughs> If my best friend from Australia sees this, <laughs> she'd be like, what was that?
0: Sorry, you did, you uh, did one that was equally poor. <laughs> oh <laughs> so no. I, I, I'm it safe. used to be
1: really good.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> when I came back from Australia, which was uh, three and a half years, I was there, honest to goodness, I sounded more Australian than the Australians. I, I have a real ear for languages and the musicality yeah. of languages. Yeah, yeah. I absolutely love them. So I love the different cadences in language. Um, and I picked it up honestly within weeks. Uh, I'm, I'm a really? real uh, sponge for those yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. I'm a, I, have, I have such a good ear for that.
0: You, you didn't, um, you didn't so go so for the like, Anglo English thing then, you went straight into Australian. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> straight
1: true blue
0: Australian.
1: Yeah, so I got out there and I, I was in Melbourne. And I auditioned, it does, It no longer exists, which is terribly sad, the Victorian State Opera Company.
2: Okay.
1: Um, and I, I turned up and I turned up, oh, rookie mistake, I have to say. I turned up and I turned up about an hour earlier than right. I'd been called. Oh, that's not many
0: um, really a good thing. No, <laughs> big,
1: big mistake. Uh, because you then get to hear uh, all the other singers right, auditioning. Yeah, yeah. And I'd sat there and gone, I don't know what I'm doing here. This is <laughs> embarrassing. I'm going to save myself the embarrassment of being told, oh, Lord, even though I had actually been doing a lot of singing in London at this
2: point, yeah.
1: I'm just going to get my coat and I'm just going
2: to leave. So <laughs> I was
1: at the door when they called my name to go, and I was literally through, Are you, uh, uh, Oh, no. I <laughs> kind of went back in and put my, and sang, and at the end of it, they said, oh, you're English. <laughs> like, it we, was a bad
0: thing. We, we didn't realise. I said,
1: yes, <laughs> yeah. And I said, yeah, and they said, hmm. You didn't know we have really good Australian opera singers here, don't you? Thank oh. you. Next. <laughs>
2: Oh,
1: okay. (laughs) (laughs) And I left, uh, you know, went up the street, then burst into tears, obviously,
2: because singers were so emotional. (laughs) And thought,
1: well, yeah, there's no chance of that, then, is there? And about two months later, I had met um, this gentleman in a wine shop (laughs) (laughs) and got talking about wine, because Australia has some fantastic wine. Yeah, of course. And I was just chatting away, and other people kept coming in going, oh, And I was thinking, oh, wow, well, obviously I'm quite fat. Oh, no, not me. And, <laughs> and, and about him.
2: And oh, I right. said to him,
1: Who are you?
2: <laughs> and he said,
1: it's so refreshing. You have no idea who I am doing. I was like, no.
0: <laughs> and he
1: is like the milliner of Australia. He was
0: right. really, really
1: famous. And he also made lots of hats and headpieces and things for the opera company. Right. So we uh, were going, we'd, we'd known each other for a while now, so we were going to a party together, him and his boyfriend, and me on my own, because I was always the third wheel. <laughs> and we went to, um, I went home to get changed, and he came and his boyfriend came and joined us, and I picked up my post. And there was one big thing saying, Victoria State Opera Company. And I said, oh, (laughs) you could open that. That's my rejection letter.
2: (laughs) Fantastic. I
1: said, God, it's taken two months to get here. And he said, that's not a rejection letter. He said, that's a contract. He said, look how heavy it is. It's A4. That's not a rejection And I said, no, no, no. Trust me, you weren't there. (laughs) It's a rejection letter. So he opened it and he went, yeah, that's why you've got a four years contract.
0: (laughs) But there are better Australian Which I didn't <laughs> realise
1: that there are better Australian <laughs> singers, that actually there was only two of us given four contracts. Ah. Everybody else was only on a contract per opera. Oh, so right. when I did turn up and people were going, oh, are you just this? And I ended up sitting next to this girl called Lisa, who is still my very best friend. <laughs> um, and I I said, oh, yes. And, and for this and for that and for that. And she was like, oh, have you got a year's contract? And I was like, yeah, but hasn't everybody? She was like,
2: no. <laughs>
1: and so that spread like wildfire. I'm surprised they didn't spit on me.
2: This English girl has
1: come in and taken one of them, you know. But um, I made some really lifelong friends there. And again, yet an amazing other. And uh, we I was really lucky because whilst I was there, the world tour of Carmen, Cameron Mackintosh's came. And so I joined that.
0: Oh, nice. Nice. How long were you in oh, Australia yeah. then? Three and a half years. Did you stay at that same opera company or did you go off on that tour?
1: I did the tour and I also went to Australian opera and it was just, it was I just, oh gosh, it was just amazing. I just yeah. had the, the best life. I really did. Uh, the wonderful thing about Melbourne is you get four seasons in one day.
0: Right.
2: <laughs>
1: um, and I moved, you know, I was in Sydney for a while and, oh, Sydney was a killer because it's so humid. And you would wake up in the morning and it would look a bit grey and you'd think, oh, Jumper. I haven't won a jumper in months. You get a jumper out. And of course, by midday, you'd be shedding all these layers because it was now 110 degrees and the sun was out. It's like, oh my Lord, I can't Uh,
2: cope with this.
1: Uh, Whereas Melbourne, and I adored Melbourne, I love the trams. Oh, they're fantastic. They still have trams in Melbourne. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah I, I, i've seen it i've never been to australia never been to australia i had the chance it's
1: a it's did, an amazing yeah. country
0: yeah
1: and the people are fantastic I just know. everything about it you yeah. know i i would never have left but i'd i'd you know they wouldn't extend visas anymore uh. <laughs> and i got caught in the um well occasionally they do the unless you are australian even though you might have been married to an australian for years you have to go back to your country of origin and reapply to come back in. Right, okay. Because I think they were trying to cull how many people may have been there illegally and I got, you know, they wouldn't extend my visa anymore. So I had to leave and I I literally had about an hour left on my visa when I got flight.
2: <laughs>
1: and, and and all the all the, the company came and sang me. True. Oh my goodness me! Nice. So when I got to passport control, I was sobbing so hard because uh, I didn't want to leave. I yeah. got a house. I got a car. I'd made all these friends, and um, and the guy on the, the guy on the uh, passport just went, oh, just just go, just go.
0: <laughs> Did they? I guess. Were you leaving at that point knowing you wouldn't be coming back as well? Or were you leaving, like, yeah. with the hope that you would be? Uh, I was going to say, because that would have been worse, no. like, thinking that you might be coming back, but you just didn't know when. Um,
1: no, I I, I kind of knew. And actually, yeah. um, some of my family lived in America, so I didn't actually come home. I didn't come back to oh, the right. UK. I went- flew... I actually I went to Fiji first for a two-week holiday Thank of course you. of course um, and, and, and get over the crying yeah and then you know I was kind of lying on the beach and thinking well this is crazy you know I know because they were saying it could take up to a year to get you back in well which point my my space in the opera company would have been taken
0: yeah and then, and I, and then I, was I guess being you're going back for to... their
1: young artist program and that was you know that oh that was that was the worst yeah. so um, I decided well I'm going to America. <laughs> i'm out as well give it a go yeah and um, it was very bizarre what happened in america because uh, within a day of landing to see my aunt and uncle in texas who are amazing
2: yeah.
1: um he had um, a heart attack i don't oh, think what? it was the shock of me arriving um, <laughs> and we got him to the hospital and my aunt is in with him and so they're, they're asking me because you've got to have all this insurance and stuff and
2: yeah, looking yeah. I
1: knew their address but they were asking me the questions. So I was going I don't know I arrived just today <laughs> the last time I saw them I was seven
2: <laughs> um,
1: and I'm sat in the corridor for hours and this voice says Cheryl and I turned around and it was one of the producers of the world tour of Carmen okay. and they were like are you here? I was like, yeah, and they were like, oh my god, you can rejoin the
0: show. <laughs> <laughs> just sat in a hospital, just picked up a new yeah, job. Because <laughs> they were
1: like, How long are you in America? And I was like, mm-hmm. So they're like, get back in. Amazing. <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. Fantastic. What, what the chance it was, like America's so, so, so big.
0: America's so big. And even like a city, like that is so insane, isn't it? Fate. Oh, fates are just It, it really was fate
1: It really was fate and <laughs> um, yeah, every, Everything that's ever happened You know I think I'm a real fatalist. You know you do so many auditions As a singer
2: Yeah, yeah. And you
1: have to be Really thick skinned Because You don't get the part Because you're too tall You're too short You're too fat You're too thin Mostly I'm too, too tall Because tenors are short And I'm quite tall
2: Right
1: um, I like to think that Rather than the too fat
2: Part um, I used to be really it's
1: okay um so there's all kinds of things or you're not quite what they're looking for yeah it doesn't mean you're a bad singer or not a great singer no. but they have a vision you see and you have to really remember that because it's this hard is it.
0: yeah i know and i've, I've know, done like some sessiony stuff for people like going in to be in their live band and it's just that thing of where it's they they've they know what their bass player is going to look like and if I don't look like what yeah. they want their bass player to look like, you know, you can get that tied off even before they hear you. You know, they've, they've got a vision of what that stage is going to look like. And that's just part of yeah. the job. And it's not yeah, necessarily yeah. that they think I look bad or that you looked bad. No. It's not that. It's just their no. vision of how they think it's going to go. And I'm, I do think people get kind of a bit hung up on some of those things and it's like it's just a point of view and it's the same when it comes to then the playing part
1: that's absolutely right you know? keep in mind it is their point of view yeah
0: yeah and it, but when they come to the playing part you know it's not that you're a bad musician or a bad singer it's that it doesn't fit what they would like to hear and that you know Correct. and their, their criticism is going to be about what they would like to see from that person not what Mm, you're doing mm. and i and i do think some people take that really to heart and it will put them off then auditioning the next time and it's like yeah but they've just got a really rigid rigid like kind of thought of where they want they want that person to Mm. be and like you say thick skin good thing for musicians
1: (laughs) it really is and you have to remember you know it's hard for singers our voices are within our bodies they are part of us. Yeah. So, when anybody criticizes your singing, I, you know, as a teacher, I tend, I don't criticize. I will give them constructive feedback in a way that I hope helps them to get better. We will unpack things. We will look at little corners. We will work on this. You know, I, I can remember feedback of people being terrible, really terrible, that yeah. will crush you. And, and because your instrument is within your body and it is part of you, it is so painful. Yeah. But you have to develop. If you want to be a professional singer, and I am, and I when I became one and did it, you have to go, you know what? My instrument is actually separate to me. My instrument, a voice as a singer is separate to me.
2: Yeah.
1: And... I have to take care of it far more in a way um, than perhaps if I just was a keyboard player—not just a keyboard player, but something external to me. Yeah, you know, yeah. if you break a string, you can get a new string.
0: Yeah, and if I, I, break I guess that's a key, like, yeah, it, go, it goes back to like you that. You can get a new type, key. Yeah, like the tone thing. Like your tone is you. Mm. You can't. You can't adjust how it you use
1: it. It is, s- and it's completely unique.
0: Yeah, yeah. You no. Know? Completely
1: whereas,
0: unique. Where someone could turn around to me and go, actually, I want a P-Bass sound there. And I just turn around and grab my P-Bass. And, and, <laughs> and, 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 I'd to say <laughs> I know what that is, but I don't know it is. It, like a basically all songs recorded are on a a specific kind of bass for the most part that's probably a bit general but mostly on the same kind of bass and um and so whenever you go into a studio you take your nice really expensive bass and someone just always hands you the same the same one so it's one of those Uh. things but but like that's the sound again that they want to hear and for me to change to that that doesn't really affect me in any way it only affects later on (laughs) But for you to change the way that you sing, that is a that is a completely different. You know, kettle or fish changing your phrasing or whatever it might be. Well, I mean, you
1: can change your phrasing. You can you can you can make a brighter tone or a darker tone. But the actual essence of your voice,
0: it's going to be. You can't
1: you can't change that. It is going to be that. You know, the timbre of your voice. That that is your voice. Yeah. yeah. Um, And although I speak quite low, I actually sing quite high
2: yeah
1: I didn't always I was a mezzo for years and then when I was about 40 43 44 45 something my voice just went oh for goodness sake woman get a grit and just went whoop
2: and <laughs> went
1: up and I was like I'm sure I'm getting to the point in my life where it's supposed to start coming down but it's and it's still and I'm not yeah we're not going into hold on but yeah <laughs> it was still up though it was amazing
0: it's um,
1: and so I keep thinking I wonder when it's going to start <laughs>
0: But it probably means well, yeah. that you probably could have gone there earlier, but you, something was holding you back oh, from getting there.
1: Oh, no, without a doubt. Pam Cook used to always go, you are not a mezzo, you're a lazy soprano, work harder.
0: <laughs> so it was always there. There was just a there was just an <laughs> inkling that you wanted there. to be lower.
1: <laughs> I just didn't believe it. I didn't right. believe it. And I think um, I would listen to these incredible singers, yeah. Maria Callas, uh, René Fleming now, who's just divine. Um, and and it was just Cardiff singer of the world. Some unbelievable voices. The finalists, well, they could all have won, quite frankly.
2: Yeah.
1: I mean, the Korean, the young Korean who did win was outstanding, but all of them would have been worthy winners. Um, you, they're just, it's amazing. I, I love, I love being a singer. I love what I do. <laughs> it's intrinsically, I think if you cut me open, you would just find little singy vocal, like,
0: vocal chords just everywhere, just pure vocal chords.
1: <laughs> My friends sometimes say, "You know, when we phone you or Zoom when we're in lockdown, mm. you didn't know that a lot of the time you sing your
0: asses. <laughs> <Hey>. morning." <laughs> That's great. That's sorry, really good. sorry. <laughs> So, yeah, pre- so, you
1: know, I'm rolled out at birthday parties. Ah, oh, Sharon uh, also. Oh, uh, yeah.
0: Happy birthday's coming up. Go on. <laughs> oh, yeah. You start us off <laughs> and we'll mumble the <laughs> words behind you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> A lot of people do that at, um, at weddings. Christmas and, parties. And at I've Christmas. definitely done that at Christmas yes. parties.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes,
1: yes. <laughs> and just and you kind of go, oh, okay.
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's got it, it's fine <laughs> my Thanks. wife when when we did one a few years back, my wife was with me, and we you know everyone started singing one of the songs, and suddenly she just turned around she's like. I can only hear one person. Who is it? And I was like, "Yeah, that's Cheryl over there on the opposite side of the room." I thought she she was like, "It's great. She's amazing." I was like, "Yeah, she's good. She's a vocal teacher." Sorry, sorry. No, no, it's yeah. great. I thought I just thought it was funny. I thought that was great. But I know uh, lots
1: of people when we do those sorts of things go. I'm just going to sit near you.
0: And and and, then I don't have to worry. I've kind
1: of gone, I know what you're doing now. I know what you're doing.
0: So Go away. You've got to sing louder. I'm going to be listening to you especially now. Yes. I'm
1: going to mime.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, That would be outstanding if you did that one time. I think everyone would just expect it and they would start and they would just be like...
1: "Mm." Well, you see, the thing to do is you start... Loud and nobody mumbles, and then
0: just yeah, just cut it. Mine. <laughs> that would be that would be. <laughs> I can't wait. That would be awesome. <laughs> so so kind of along those lines of performance, have you got like a favourite or a biggest or best performance? I'm going to use best as oh, like gosh. A, a like you know in quotes because there's never really a best performance, but one that sticks out to you, I guess.
1: Well, I think. There's a few actually. I think um, for absolute joy of joys, it was actually not me performing. It was watching other performers, right. and it was in uh, a tube station in London at Christmas <laughs> time. And these musicians, they they weren't the best musicians. They really weren't. But my goodness me the joy that they had of playing and singing together and what they were doing was electric. It was fantastic, and I adored it. I think I stood there for about an hour.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, and just kept emptying money into the- <laughs> 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 it. fabulous. Um, I just loved it. So there was that. But I think for me performing, yeah. um, definitely when I was 18... Uh, one of the things that we used to do from school when we were A-level students, and actually all the A-level students were all singers, and we were all in Cantamus bar two people. <laughs> and those are the two people. One of them went on to be Lee Desk at the London Symphony Orchestra. Um, right. London Symphony Orchestra. One of the, the, the big orchestras. Yeah. Um, and um, – the rest of us were all because because <laughs> I was the era of um, Margaret Thatcher trying to stop anything creative happening.
2: Right. Okay. So
1: A-level music was taken away from a lot of schools and only one school in our area did it and I... Right. Moved to go to that school to do it, and it was uh, Michael Neam was the head of music. Is the most amazing composer, and has done a lot. So a lot of people, if you're watching this, who are choral singers and singers will know Michael Neam's work. Um, and I was really lucky; he was like my second dad. And um, so I went there
2: <laughs>
1: and did my uh, A level music. Yeah. We had to, as part of the A level group, we were taken out to perform either at o- OAPs homes. Or We had to give back to the community, and one of the places that we used to go, I don't know if it still exists, actually, I hope it does, it was called the Shepherd School.
2: Right, okay. And
1: it was in Nottinghamshire, and the Shepherd School was the biggest school in Europe at that time right? for mentally and physically handicapped children. Amazing. And we would make these big pictures, and we would take maracas and little drums and tambourines and all kinds of things with us, and we would sing all these songs, and they would bring these children in and some of them you know at 18 it's quite you're not really exposed to seeing or certainly not in that area uh, era to see mentally and physically handicapped children like this and I really remember one child quite young being brought in and they looked like a bag big bag of flour
0: because they were
1: over this teacher's arm just hanging yeah and when we did puff the magic dragon and we had all the pictures up and we had the kids doing this, this child was now kind of sat and I went over and I put my hands on his hands and he could feel the vibrations of me singing. And so I put his hand here so he could feel it. And I'm not going to cry in a minute. (laughs) And it was amazing. He started to smile and he started to make noises And then all the people in the room, the teachers and and the carers, started to cry. And at the end, we found out that it was the first time he'd ever made a noise in five years.
0: That's amazing, isn't it? That's such a great story. I I mean,
1: that was just, oh, my goodness me. So for me, there'd be that. But if you're talking then um, professionally on stage, um, I mean, there, there are many. But I think Sydney, and we did the World Tour of Carmen. Um, yep. we had a big revolving stage, huge revolving stage. We had real That's horses, cool. big carriages. They stopped short at a live bull because we could see, <laughs> them, even though they'd dry fed the horses, what happened on stage? Yes, yes There was a yes, lot sort of yes, noise yeah. with the horses. Yeah. That in front of 50,000 people was quite something. Yeah. When all my entire costume fell off and I was naked on stage was something else. That <laughs> is a whole other story. <laughs> um, and then I suppose, you know, down here in Cornwall, a uh, few, four years ago, three or four years ago, uh, singing the role of Violetta in Traviata for Dutch Opera on the stage at the Minac
0: was I mean, the, the, really the, special. The Minac is just like an otherworldly place. Incredible. on incredible. On a nice it day. It was on a, on a not well, so we, nice uh, day, it can be a bit. Um, well,
1: I've in all weathers. I've done the proms down there for about ten years, and that's been fairly interesting. But yeah. they um, on our final night there, we had to delay the start of the uh, opera because there were dolphins and there was um, a whale. Out in the bay, and there's no point starting when everyone's looking over there. Oh, the and the hello, I'm the soprano dying over here. So um, we delayed it, and it was amazing because as I died, and I'm not aware of this because I'm saying so the movement, and it was very hot this week. <gasps> I lost a stone in weight in a week. <laughs> Silver linings. Um, what happened is, as I died, a completely huge full moon came right up behind me.
0: Oh, that's amazing, <laughs> isn't it? That is that is pretty. So um... uh, yeah pretty good timing good timing Mm. you obviously it was
1: it was fantastic i loved it i absolutely i I love that role i love verdi singing verdi it was really special um and and all the people that i perform with um really very very fortunate and very fortunate i still perform with them and having set up my own opera company i get to perform with them so doubly fabulous
0: (laughs) all the best stuff all the best stuff all the best stuff yeah no that sounds great like like i said i I love the Minak. I think, you know, there, mm. there's not many locations in the world that come really even close to it in it's just awe, no. I guess. You know, there's, there's much bigger locations. It's not big. <laughs> yeah, but, but
1: that is really special the it setting is. i the mean it's not it. easy to sing out
0: no it is tricky i can't to sing i can't it. imagine because it's open air and there's not really any walls mm. so you've got like no reverb at all have you i mean it and nothing coming back at you either because i would imagine with a lot of bodies in the seats as well it's probably absorbs yeah. most of everything you're putting out yeah there, it does it? i
1: mean they do some fold back for you but yeah. it's not the same what you have to do is you have to rely on your technique You absolutely have to know that you are singing correctly and not, you know, rely on what you hit. You just have to think technique, 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 technique all the time. Um and just be aware of where you are so you don't fall off the back.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I I can imagine that also being a bit scary. (laughs) Just just keep me at least a meter away. I'm I'm really clumsy. Whenever I play live as well, I'm really clumsy. So, like, I some I sometimes almost manage to fall over standing up. So I just <gasps> I just don't know how. Yeah, I couldn't be I couldn't be quite near an edge like that. I don't think.
1: Oh, I've been up on the fish slab. You know that, that right. it kind of is the raised. It looks like the big table back. Yeah. I've been up there on a on a table and sung an aria and up there and had to pretend I was writing when I was and um, the Countess in Marriage of Figaro. That was that was probably the bit that made me.
2: The
0: most,
1: (laughs) because that really was like there is about an inch, oh my god, right down the cliff
0: face. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. I'll be
1: soggy, Countess.
0: Soggy Um, Countess. But
1: uh, it is fantastic. It is fantastic in all weathers. I've done lashing rain, lashing rain. We did this wonderful thing down there called One Fine Day, and it was all about Puccini's life. And I sang, uh, I don't know, uh, uh, butterfly and um, all uh, a few other things. And um, one of the the ones uh, an opera that he wrote was called Manon. And Manon, she dies at the end. I never survive these operas. Um,
0: <laughs> is that and like, you die is because that the, the lead is always going to have this kind of fate in an opera. <sighs>
1: not necessarily it's the voice type
0: right okay I'm um, quite a
1: dramatic lyric so it's right, the voice yeah, type yeah, I die yeah, so yeah, yeah I die and um, uh, she dies because she dies from being in the desert and no water right and she dies of dehydration and this day it was May the 4th and we did all the May the 4th be with you James yeah, of course um, was the wettest worst <laughs> weather the Menaf had ever had And the rain was coming down so hard, it was bouncing back up and hitting you in the face. (laughs) And um, I was singing um, one part. I came out and sang... uh, some to, uh, Tosca, and I looked across because John Hobbs was singing Scarpia, yeah, and actually he was only over there, and the rain was so heavy, I couldn't actually see him. Oh, my god! I couldn't see him. And, and carried on. And when I was doing the man-on, and I'm i in a little calico top and skirt, and it's red, you know, in the desert. <sighs> and I think, well, this is funny, because literally I think I'm going to drown.
0: You could have and opened so your mouth. Dies and she at the
1: end. oh it did a few times i was gonna say
0: you're being drank you're getting enough water from the sky definitely not dying of dehydration there
1: (laughs) no and i i and i you know died on stage down and my friends were like it was hilarious because where your head was there was little eddies of water around your (laughs) head and i said well you think that's hilarious i'm down there thinking how many inches of water was it that they said that you It wasn't very many that you would drown
0: in. it's an inch.
1: And then I was thinking, I've got to get up and take a bow. And I am very honestly, completely wet. (laughs) Everything, underwear. And all I could think is, how
0: see-through is this? Uh, And you can't check until you stand up.
2: can (laughs) it? (laughs) <laughs>
1: like, oh Lord. And then had to uh, we had hairdryers to to yeah, yeah. to dry up certain apparel before donning the next thing to come out. But uh, yeah, one fine day was the worst, worst weather day ever.
0: That's crazy, isn't um, and it? and we had
1: John Nettles, the amazing John Nettles, was narrating it. Um and, <laughs> and he, he got drenched, he as well. didn't Well, he didn't don, nor did our conductor, who was Paul Drayton at the time. They didn't don any wet weather gear until um, the interval. And they were in DJs. I mean, they were absolutely soaked. It was amazing. And the chorus were amazing. But we clapped the audience at the end.
2: (laughs)
0: Because
1: we still had about 750 people there.
0: That's pretty impressive. And nobody left. That's pretty crazy. I mean, I guess if you've already committed (laughs) to getting wet a bit, getting more wet, probably, you know. You you you're done, and I think it's you get to say hollow. about it. I was going to say you get to tell people. <laughs> oh yeah, I was at the Minac once, and we got drenched. Yeah,
1: yeah. But well, I bet, we I bet it audience. made all. I bet it made it
0: all the more dramatic as well. You know,
1: it was definitely that. Yeah, it was definitely that.
0: <laughs> so we. We've got and the drive um,
1: home was definitely dramatic uh,
0: in the vlogs. It was it. Yeah, dr- dramatic driving home, and the car was soaked inside.
1: <laughs> soaked.
0: Yeah, yeah. So we're we're kind of getting near the end now, and I I tend to like to round us off where we started. In that, we heard about how music's basically affected <clears> you <throat> from birth. You were singing all the way from that time, <laughs> and now yeah. now, how does music affect you as an adult? I mean, you're obviously still singing. You're obviously still oh, I, I, teaching.
1: Absolutely.
0: But yeah. but what role so does it play like still... in your life day to day, as opposed to? actually doing it I guess is the is the real question every day yeah
1: every day my life is filled with music I'm singing every day playing every day um, I teach most days uh, teach singing and piano ukulele recorder I'm really really lucky to do a job that I love for an amazing company the music service is out the people
2: Thank you. Um, that my <laughs>
1: colleagues are outstanding um, and it comes from the top. Gareth Churcher is just the most inspiring leader for yes. us all, as are everybody else who support him and our support staff. I mean, just incredibly lucky.
0: I think it's so a very I close service adore. as well, isn't it? And that really helps. It is you know, a close service. You know, everyone, everyone mucks in. Everyone is, is keen to get more yeah. music in Cornwall. So it
1: Absolutely. Just, it's it, so important and helps you through you know there have been things that have happened in my life as as they do in everybody's lives when you get to a certain age and music has been the one thing to keep me going um so i get to but i sing every day so i practice every day yeah and sing i mean the last 18 months because of covid have been really difficult so all my bookings for me singing within three days literally cleared for the whole year just gone absolutely gone we've got some of them back now but i am and and just about um, six months before covid i set up my own opera company called intimate opera cornwall we'd done two gigs we had other gigs set up and of course that all went by Uh, so we are back we are rehearsing actually we've had a few rehearsals we're back for another one on monday in my garden because we can't be inside because we're singing at trevin's the beautiful house in the gardens, and we're down at Penley Park Theatre doing Italian gala evenings. So um, it is. It, it I am um, fascinated by music, yeah. and I'm fascinated, obviously, by singing and vocal music, and also about human voices. So I also teach people how to do public speaking and presentations, and the human voice fascinates me. They're all completely individual. Yeah. And there lots of things can go wrong with them. There's no singer that will yeah, ever I, tell you I, I, I've, I've never that. had a problem. <laughs> yeah. So I've just trained and passed to be a vocal health first aider.
2: That's cool.
1: And ideally in about 18 months, I'm giving myself a little break, but I'm going to start to train to be a vocal health practitioner.
2: Nice.
1: And it is, a. I just find um, being able to help people with their voices, because it is such a personal expression. Your voice is so unique and so wonderful. And I just love how music connects us all. I love how music can lift you and change your day. It can give you comfort. It can bring you joy. Um, And to be able to share our knowledge and our expertise and our love, our absolute love of music to young, musicians here in Cornwall and because of through our online teaching now all over the world it just gives me goosebumps, I adore it I'm never happier than when I'm singing Um, (laughs) and I get a little bit weird if I'm not performing about every two or three weeks, so the lockdown
2: was crazy for me
1: well, I just went out and I used to just sing in the garden and out in front of the house when we did the clapping. And the whole village would be like, oh, here she is.
0: I bet the neighbours would agree with that. I mean, they get, they get a free performance. Well, I'm,
1: I'm really lucky. <laughs> I have two operas uh, live that side of me. Oh, there. really? <laughs> and I have two, three other people who work for the music service live in the village as well.
0: Oh, uh, so so you've got a nice like little um, singing commune there so that, that you can um, oh yeah you can you can just blast it out and they'll all just be soaking it in.
1: <laughs> yeah, I do warn. I do go round and I warn my neighbours uh, when I'm doing when have they move in. Garden. So I've got to do that this weekend and go. I'm re- just to let you know there's going to be some squawking happening
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: for a couple of hours. You know, sorry about this. Shut your windows if you don't like it. Sit in the garden if you do, but. We're doing a, a
0: rehearsal, yeah, so
1: you know, yeah. just to let them know. Um, so it's, it doesn't come as a great big show, <laughs> and all these opera singers let let loose. Um, but yes, music is. I bet that makes like gardening really epic. I bet that makes like the, gardening,
0: the really bet that make gardening really <laughs> epic. Do you know what I mean? Like just chopping the trees down, or like get planting some plants, and in the background you've got <laughs> da, 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 da. like I can I can just imagine <laughs> just the most epic gardening or DIY work. <laughs> People just need to yeah. put a camera on. Don't,
1: <laughs> don't go in the greenhouse when we're hitting the high notes, <laughs> <all> I'd say. <laughs> the glass starts rattling
0: around you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will, but so, I'll...
1: Tansy, I mean, I live, breathe, uh, think music, and I like researching music for the courses, and um, I'm constantly looking for uh, and developing my own teaching skills and what I understand. So lots of forums, lots of courses that I keep on and keep relevant because I don't just teach classical. Obviously, I teach musical yeah. theatre and pop and folk and all kinds. of Because everybody yeah. needs to be able to sing all kinds of things. Yeah. So you have to teach them techniques so that it keeps their voices healthy. Um, and I, I absolutely love it. I think I'd stop living if I couldn't have music. I, no. I don't, I don't know. I, somebody it's too asked much of me, your a while life. ago, you know what?" Yeah, what would you have been if you hadn't been a singer? And I I just looked and went, a singer.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I would have have been a non-professional singer. (laughs) That's
1: amazing. Nothing else, nothing else. And I have obviously had to have other jobs as a singer. Uh, between singing gigs or you know whatever, yeah. and I have done and I trained to be a legal executive, so I trained and passed all of that. Um, the singing, yeah, legal executive, <laughs> and I've had uh, my own restaurants as well. But that, I used to perform. That sounds, in like, them.
0: That, <laughs> some, that sounds like it could have been a. That sounds like it could be a play in its own right. The singing legal executive. Oh yeah. You know that that sounds. Oh, there's uh, there's right all up sorts. There. Yeah,
1: <laughs> there's but, all sorts that I've done and love it.
0: This is a sneaky last question then. Could you recommend me a uh, um, something to listen to this week? Something that you're listening to at the minute or just anything that you think would be cool and different?
1: Well, actually, I think everybody should go and watch the Cardiff Singer of the World. If okay. you can't bear to watch all of it, go and watch the final.
0: Nice. Okay. The final
1: of Cardiff Singer of the World, BBC iPlayer, uh, BBC4, absolutely outstanding to see young singers sing at that level of their game yeah. are, just, are just awe-inspiring. It yeah. really is. Absolutely and it... is. And anything by Renee Fleming. Anything <laughs> by Marie Callas, Pavarotti, uh, Kaufman. Uh, I mean, just oh, so much wonderful, wonderful, wonderful singing. But yeah. go watch Cardiff Sing on the World. You cool. will be inspired and just... And it's what the human voice can do. Yeah. It's what the human voice can do. Yeah,
2: yeah. You know? Yeah. As
1: opera singers, we're not might. We sing over that orchestra.
2: Yeah. Which you is pretty train impressive.
1: How to put how to put blade into your voice to carry over the orchestra yeah. without strain, without pushing. Um
0: yeah.
1: that's why it takes us flipping years.
0: I was gonna say I <laughs> Together. I find I find it hard enough singing over a band with a microphone, let alone <laughs> singing over and well, bands can it's be pretty loud to be and fair. Support. <laughs>
2: all
0: all breathing support from down here. <laughs> well, <laughs> Never on here.
1: Never just here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's that's the um, that's the rock and roll trick, isn't it? All from the throat and then lose it in a year. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I, yeah I'm, I'm
1: afraid it is actually. I'm,
0: yeah, yeah. It, it's a it's a bit of a nail in the coffin for a lot of rock and roll singers. Is that they just mm. it all comes from one place and that place only has so much time in it, sadly. But I
1: know, but you've got to just go and get trained to know how to use it, I know,
0: it. yeah, yeah. And there's some really amazing, I know there's, there's some like guys who just teach like rock vocals and stuff, and they'll they yes. teach how to do that, like right, still yeah. singing from the throat sound, but not doing that, so so absolutely, so, so that you won't have everyone. any damage, no, yeah. Mm, mm, mm. Well... I hope whoever is listening to this or watching this has gained a little bit of inspiration. And I know you would have gained some passion because it's obvious how passionate (laughs) Cheryl is. And I think from that story, you can also see that life is full of pathways. They're all around us. And if you take every single one that gets offered to you, don't worry about that rehearsal or that audition. You'll be fine. But. It's going to make yeah, your life better. Just keep
1: going. Just yeah. keep going. You Takeable. will learn. You will learn more from stuff that goes wrong than goes right. Keep working. The the essence for any musical instrument um and especially voice because uh, vocal cords muscles you have to train them. Yeah. Just keep doing it every single day. Even 10 minutes really concentrated yeah rehearsing practicing. Yeah yeah. It's Far better than an hour or two hours of just uh, all kinds of stuff. <laughs> just find the, that that ten minutes and listen to every kind of type of music that there is going. Yeah. You know, I get quite a few people come and say, "I only want to do musical theatre. I only want to do pop. I only want to do this." And and then I play them something else and go, "What do you think to this?" Yeah. And they're like, "How I did they do that?" And I was it. like, "Okay."
0: <laughs> there <laughs> now we go. We can start. So this just week,
1: immerse yourself in it, and it's wonderful
0: yeah Beautiful. and this week you don't need to go pick up your instrument this week you just need to open your mouth and sing
1: sing and keep singing and join a choir <laughs> and, and do, do it. community because singing in harmony is good for your soul <laughs> it makes you feel so alive and so yeah. much better uh, there's uh, it has been proved close harmony singing is really health beneficial that's why you saw all these choirs happen uh, through lockdown and they have Flourished <laughs> and workplace choirs. I mean, this Gareth rage. Malone. Oh, he should be knighted.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> he is amazing, and his home chorus was fantastic. I yeah. watched it. I joined in. It was just brilliant. These people are amazing. There's lots of it out there. Just sing. And don't worry if people yeah, I was say, say oh, "That was terrible." That's just exactly sing, what I was going to say. Don't worry sing about it. your bit. heart.
0: <laughs> Don't worry black. about that,
1: but you can come and have lessons with
0: me. I can help <laughs> And until next time, I'm sure we'll get Cheryl on again. But until next time, so <laughs> bye. <laughs> bye. 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 Keep
2: singing. <laughs>